Picking up here with Mark Duarte in part two of our first episode on social but distant. What is the best interview question that you have either ever asked somebody, so in your Alpine Ontario podcast, or have ever been asked? So keep in mind this could be a question you were asked in a job interview. Um, I know you're not quite like it, it might not be something that you've you've been asked outside of that. So I guess if it was to be asked, it would to you would be a job interview probably. So I'm curious to see what you have to say about that. Away from the interview to professional format. Yeah. Um, a question that I love to ask people, and I have been known to ask <laughs> like anyone I see on the street, not on the street, but let's say like, <laughs> I often like to catch people off guard. So if I, right. If I'm not like. Okay. Like, you know, they would just say, hi, how are you? Yeah. Pretty typical thing. Right, which is already pretty Canadian of you. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but I like to catch people off guard and actually, you know, initiate a conversation where a conversation isn't really socially expected. Right. Um, So I've asked a few, you know, unsuspecting grocery cashiers this and, or, you know, just friends, family, people at parties. It's a good conversation starter, I think. Um, But the question that I, Which would be a really good question to ask right now to people if you were at a, a checkout line, right? Or if you were like, from yeah. a social distance, you know, what, uh, yeah. Well, um, but the, yeah, the thing I love about that is it gets people thinking, it kind of mm-hmm. catches them off guard, which no I kidding. Think, yeah. you know, increases sort of the vulnerability of the answer. Yep. And, you know, some people won't engage. They'll say, oh, I don't know, you know, they'll, they'll shut it down. But some people really are ready and I think willing to share interesting stories and all you have to do is prompt them yeah i've been shocked you know you have to go in with you have to go into it without any expectation but i've been shocked by what people will tell a stranger in the cashier you know in the grocery checkout line and they say what's the best thing that happened to you this week and i say oh you know i i just you know I just learned that i had a, a grandson you know my, my wow. daughter just gave birth or you know some, wow. some awesome really wholesome yeah story that that allows like a Okay. Yeah, I, I love that. I was, I was literally about to ask you, can you tell me about like one of those responses? But I think maybe another thing I, I want to ask, because I, I feel like I feel like I already kind of know the answer to this. But what's um, what other places have you asked people these questions? And and is there any other unique responses that are school appropriate? Obviously, that you can tell us that you know caught people off guard, but in a good way, not in a non-school appropriate way. Um, yeah. Um. I've definitely like used it socially a lot. Like if I'm if I'm meeting a group of people for the first time at a at a get together of some sort, I'll I'll use it as a conversation starter. Um, right. And it usually gets a, a pretty good response. You know, people are even if people don't have a good answer, they're just like, "Oh, I've never been asked that before." They're sort of appreciative of being given that opportunity to talk about something good. I think. Right. Um. Uh, yeah. Random places. Um. I, I feel like I do a lot 
probably in retail. Like I did check it a lot specifically, <laughs> or in right in in moments when you have you know you're you're waiting with someone that you don't know, like you're in line at a on a on a call with a customer service agent on you know yeah you're trying to refund something over the phone or something, and they're on a pause, and you just kind of catch them off guard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess like that's part of their training that they definitely never had, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah captive audience. Right. Right. Yeah, that's right. So I guess you you're telling our, our audience here, students, is that they can call customer service and practice their interview skills on a captive audience that has to listen to them, right? Yeah, absolutely that, yeah, that is a unique way of learning how to interview. So hopefully kids are listening. To that. <laughs> That's not advice that I would have given. So I like that. Yeah, I think I think it's the uh, all, all the things you talked about are an antidote to small talk. And I right. think that whether you're on a D-list or you're on an interview or in a bunch of other situations, people default to small talk because it's safe and socially acceptable and all those things. But I hate small talk, and I think a lot of people do too. You don't yeah. get anything. I don't get anything out of it. Um, right. It's often kind of awkward, and both of you, you know, just kind of want to escape the conversation. Right. Um, so I, I, or I remember. I, I don't know if I heard it on a podcast or read an article about it, but <laughs> just talking about next time you're in a situation where you would typically, you know, say the small talk thing. The, you know, how's the day been? What, what, what are you? You're kind of this unique situation, right? Where they might tell you something like strangely honest about themselves, like you said, because they don't have that risk of seeing you later that afternoon in their fourth period class, right? Like that might be it for the entire ski trip or forever, right? Yeah. Yeah. So why not ask something, you know, a little little bit deeper Yeah. uh, try to have a, a real conversation? I feel like I would love to try this out in my elevator, but I think that the the proximity is a little different, right? Like I could I could ask someone like, you know, in the elevator, what are you most grateful for today? Which is like a great question to ask somebody, I think, you know. But I might see that person later next week and if they didn't respond well the first time, you know, that might make for some like additionally yeah. strange, you know, elevator non-conversation, right? So I think the other important control for some of our listeners that are like, yeah, I'm going to try that out. Maybe think about, you know, where exactly you're going to give this a try and and the fact that, you know, you might you might get some answers that you don't want too, right? Like that this can go two ways. You might learn something and maybe you really didn't want to know about that stranger that you're talking to. Yeah, and you can use it to your, you know, to your advantage as well. Uh, you bring it back to the whole interview question. You can right. really, you can really use it as like an informal, you know, 
advice gathering. You can ask strangers for advice. I know this sounds crazy, but if you're on, <laughs> uh, crazy. If you're on a ski lift with someone yeah. or in an elevator, you can say, um, you know, what's the best decision you ever made? Um, yeah. You know, ask for, you know, what, what's, what's, if you're talking about, if you've already, you know, talked about been there in a career, um, have a job that you're interested about, you can say, you know, what, what's keeping up at night? Like, what's, right. what's, uh, I love that. Yeah. The intricacies of the work that you do. So. Right. And I think, like, the first question, maybe not the second one of, you know, what keeps you up at night? Like, those are like, th- those are really good questions to ask, you know, in our interviews that our students are doing, right? Because if they're, they're open like that, and, you know, if you've read our Google Slides, grade seven, eights, you already know the difference between an open and a closed question. If you ask an open question, it's low risk in the sense that, you know, anyone can answer it in about 20 different ways, which is great. And they can pull whatever prior experience and knowledge they wish to answer your question. And because they're allowed to interpret it, they're more likely to answer it with something that's not yes or no, or just lip service to whatever you kind of want to hear what you're leading them towards. But the other side of that, which I think is a big part of our conversation too, is that if you're going to ask open questions, you need to be ready to have good follow-up questions to that. So meaning that if they don't tell you what you want to hear, because unfortunately, as much as we want to learn people's life stories, at the end, there are certain targets of what we want to get out of our conversation, our purpose for being there in the first place. If they're not giving you that, that's where the power of the follow-up question comes in. Not just to clarify what they were saying, but also to make sure that you get what you need. Yeah, it's a great tool, especially if you've got someone who is opening up that can also, and if they're telling a story, that can sort of lead to a bit of a long answer as you've seen with me I've been kind of rambling but um and Matt's just done a good job of this and reminded me of a point I wanted to make that um if you if you asked a good question and received a long answer that's great um but it's really useful for your audience to both for your audience and for yourself to recap and sort of paraphrase that answer and bounce it back off the person and say right what I got out of that you know five minute monologue was that it's really <laughs> yeah. important to ask people yeah. a question open them up and you know just a really quick paraphrase excuse me right and to make sure that you understand correctly and just to sort of deliver the key points right yeah and I think that there's an art to that too for our grade seven eights to know because at the same time like I I completely agree with everything Mark's saying but I'm terrible at this as a teacher I, I admit that fully that sometimes when I'm recapping what a student says I find, and I'm not trying to do it in the moment, but later after the lesson, I'll think, oh, shoot, I definitely was sanitizing or changing what a student says. And I think it's sort of what happens is someone will give an answer and I'll summarize their response. And sometimes I'll just pick out the things, even if they barely mention it, that I'm like, oh, this is what I actually wanted my class to know. And I'll put that in my summary. And it's almost like I'm putting words in their mouth, right? Where So I think that like there's a really big skill there between summarizing and recapping what someone says and making sure that you're not um, trying to put your own opinion and conjecture and ideas into someone's response so that you get what you want. Cause there's, that's something that's an easy road to fall down. And, and checking in with them, you know, you don't have to get it right the first time. Right. You can do a quick paraphrase and say, is that right? Did I get that right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's all in the tone of how you ask, right? Like if I say, you know, Mark, did you, do you really think that is, do you really think that was a good idea at the time? I, I, there's kind of an edge to that question to the point where I'm, I'm passing a judgment, which is something that we want to avoid too, right? We want to make sure that however we ask it, we ask it in the kind of tone where we're just genuinely curious and there's, there's no teeth behind what we're saying. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. I think that this leads really well into our third question because you've already kind of answered this multiple times through different stories and examples, but uh, just sort of more generically speaking, what kind of advice would you give our students, you know, who are learning how to interview others? Like what tips and tricks could you give them to help them out to become great journalists or great podcasters? Yeah. Um, I think I have some few of them already. Right. I hope I'm not repeating, but um, just knowing, knowing your audience um, and that's big, but also knowing what the purpose of the interview is and the purpose of your podcast and making sure all of those, sort of tied together nicely and that uh, you're not you know going too wide your, your, your podcast or your interview could have a really wide purpose right. um, but even then you want to know that and you want to make sure your interviewer knows that and is sort of aware of what the points of this conversation is right so they know right uh, from the beginning like why they're there and what's not expected of them but their their purpose for sitting in the chair or for calling in yeah right. they're not going in totally blind uh, right. You, know, you don't need to give them a script or, or talking points or break it down, but just give them a, a broad sense of, you know, what's, who, who is this going out to, why is this going out to them, and, and why are we interested in talking to you? Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. And just I mentioned earlier, but thinking of yourself as a facilitator between the interviewer, sorry, the interviewee and the audience, you're kind right. of the middleman. Yeah. Um, trying, trying to get stories, not answers. Uh, right. Um, so that kind of makes you the least important person in the room, right? As a facilitator, because you're there to listen, you're there to summarize and recap and probe, but you're not really there to tell anything. Is what I'm getting at. Yeah, I mean, it, it can it can help, I think, to to connect stories, especially if someone isn't opening up um, in a way that you want. Then it can help to sort of say, you know, I'll go first. Here's the here's the story about what I'm asking, and they can almost use that as a template and say, oh, like, no, okay. I know what you're asking. I can, I can give you an example from my life based on the example you just gave them here. Right. That makes um, sense, yeah. But other than that, yeah, it, it's not about you. It's about the uh, first year interview, for sure. So it kind of depends on what they're giving you, which means that as an interviewer, and I, and I think we all, you know, we'd already, hopefully already know this from the slides that they've read through, but, like, you know, you have to be adaptable to whatever they're giving you. So if you have someone like like with you, Mark, here, someone who can tell stories without little prompting for days and days, right? I just, I, I say a question, I start a line, you go and you give me way more than I could have ever hoped for. But it's not always going to work that way. Like we're kind of giving a, an example that will be really hard to recreate, especially if you were not to interview someone that you knew really well. Because you may, like you said, you may have to play that role where you are actually doing some storytelling yourself and you're doing some answering of your own questions just to set the stage for them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think other than that, um, just some practical things. Um, you know, make sure you are recording early. Um, right. So that you don't miss any good tidbits. If it's, if it's not interesting, you can always cut it later, but always yeah. more is always better. Right. Um, test it out. Make sure you've got a good audio connection. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like a small little tip. So I just want to like recap that because that's small. That sounds like a really tiny little thing that doesn't matter. But for a lot of us, if you are listening to this right now and you're someone who's going to record your interviews using especially a Chromebook, if the school gave you a Chromebook or you're using a device that's your brothers, your sisters, your moms, your dads, whatever, like you really need to make sure that that microphone is turned on. It's amazing the number of times the students uh, say they audio record something and it's not actually turned on. 
and you've gone through your settings and that you've done a little bit of a test run with that person. So if you're doing this over phone like I am, that would mean that I would call Mark ahead of time and say, hey, let's test this connection out with the microphone, make sure it works, and then we'll start having our real conversation. Absolutely. So we, on yeah, both sides, uh, we're clear. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And just creating a, a comfortable environment if you're interviewing in person, making sure it's a, a comfortable environment. And if it's over the phone, you, you can do the same thing. It's a little bit harder, but just, um, as Matt, Matt, Matt mentioned, have a bit of an intro conversation before you dive right in. Right. Um, just to be a bit more natural. But. Yeah, break the ice. And like, even if it's someone, you know, it's going to be kind of an awkward situation for everybody because in the cases of our classes assignment, you know, neither person is an expert, neither the interviewee or the interviewer, interviewer, excuse me. So even though you know lots about each other, your audience doesn't. So that's one problem. And the second thing is just going to seem really animated and awful. If you say question one is this answer. Okay. Question two is this, that you're not going to get the kind of information that's worthwhile to your audience in the first place. For sure. No. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mark, for, for joining us and being kind of like my my guinea pig for my, my first podcast ever. Um, if my podcast is at least is half as interesting as I know yours was with Alpine Ontario, it's, it's going to be great, and I know our kids will enjoy it. Um, for our students, keep in mind that you know how to use Anchor. You've learned a little bit about it, and you are very much welcome to make a podcast of your own. Absolutely. We endorse it fully. It's a lot of fun. We learn a lot about ourselves doing this. And by conducting these interviews, we get to learn about some pretty interesting people or people we know that we just and learn about them in ways that we, we wouldn't have in any other context. So that's pretty exciting. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate uh, you being willing to do this, even though it's a really strange thing to ask a friend to do. So thank you very much. We really appreciate uh, to learning about your stories and, and hearing your perspective. So thank you very much. Yeah, not strange at all. My pleasure. And, you know, podcasting always been a big proponent of podcasting. I think it's awesome that you're taking advantage of it. And I think you've been doing some, some awesome work with your class. And I, I'm sure there's going to be some interesting content that your class comes up with. And I think they can really use it as an excuse to, you know, get to know their friends and family and maybe strangers, um, you know, that they're interested in. It's a good excuse to, to learn about someone in this time. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you very much. Tune in next week for an interview with McMaster University and OUA All-Star field lacrosse goalie, Sabrina. We will be talking about what it takes to be a varsity athlete, along with maintaining mental health and wellness while in school. Learn about her greatest challenge, moving back home during lockdown. Thank you for listening, and from all of us here at Social But Distant, me, myself, and I would like to wish you a wonderful week.